Alongside Jesse Sampton, I'm Austin Price here from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium on the Saturday. A little uh, mini podcast. Uh, instant reacts. Yeah, instant reacts uh, following Tennessee's 34-3 loss, Jesse. Um, Discouraging. It, it, yeah, and apologize for the wind. It's, it is a windy day here in Gainesville. Um, the wind just did not blow Tennessee's way at all. Uh, the few play, good plays they did have were, uh, you know, negated by the penalty, uh, subsequent turnover. Um, just a, a struggle uh, for Tennessee from the outset, and uh, you know you kind of had a bad feeling when you, you found out you know veteran guys like Will Ignat, Will Ignat, Jameer Johnson were not here, just based off the fact that they depend on those guys. I mean, are they you know are they you know great players? Not necessarily, but are they guys that they count on week in week out? Yeah, and so wasn't uh, a great omen. Yeah, to me it was not a great omen. You know, once you found out they weren't here and. Uh, Tennessee takes one on the chin, dropping to one and three in league play. Yeah, and, and look, I know folks folks do the drinking game with hubs is interesting, and they also get pissed at me referring to things that either I have written or I'm going to write. But I, I, the ten things I think I think is, is specifically for these sorts of reasons. We, we both said in the Friday pod, too, how important was it for Tennessee to get off to a fast start? Nooner. It's going to be a sleepy game in the swamp. The students aren't going to show up. And they were late. And they were late. And what happened? Tennessee defers, which you guys said, you know, let, let go ahead and kick the football, play defense, and then let Cal Trask just march right down the field, and suddenly you're in a 7-0 hole before you can even blink. And that was just, you know, now Tennessee hadn't, hasn't scored a touchdown uh, in the first quarter since Jawan Jennings threw that 58-yard pass. Since 2015. To, yeah, to, to Josh Dobbs, and it's just... These slow starts continue to bite them uh, in this series. And then, you know, from there, Tennessee did respond with a decent drive, um, did not get any points. They had to punt. They get a stop. Obviously, they, they, they caught a bad break with the Warren Burrell fumble. goes out of bounds. They don't get they that got turnover. It right back, but they got it right back. And what happens? Garantano takes him down for whatever reason on third and uh, two from the goal line. You said, it, you said it right before the play. This is two down territory. Jeremy should go for two. You have two shots here. Again, they, get throw an opportunity. The, they throw the ball and over they get the, the ball middle. To 20. <laughs> they throw the ball over the middle, um, and again, it gets tipped and intercepted. And I think that, that just you know it, it completely kind of changed uh, whatever potential confidence that their quarterback had. Garantano was not the same after that. Started five of six, was three of nine before getting pulled um, in the second quarter. Uh, and it just, you know, kind of spelled the, the calamity of errors that was Tennessee's offense on Saturday. I mean, it was kind of the yakety sex unit. And when you look at the drive chart, Austin, I mean, look at this. I mean, it's it's punt, interception, interception, uh, punt, punt, field goal, interception, punt, fumble, interception, game over. I mean, that is about uh, as dysfunctional as you'll see from a 60-minute performance from an offense. Yeah, I mean, what did you, what did you make of, of, of the decision to go back to JG? Was that more just along the lines of, you know, hey, <laughs> he's probably not the best guy for this job, but he's the only guy we got that we feel like that can conceivably win a game down the stretch? Well, I, I'll say this. I think there, there's a lot from those pre- post, post-game press conferences that are completely worthless, but two of the more interesting comments that came out of the post-game availability uh, this afternoon. One was, what, it, what you've talked about all season. Jeremy Pruitt has bestowed this confidence that Jarrett Garantano is our quarterback. He has said it multiple times on the record. He has told folks, you know, behind the scenes, this is the guy we're rolling with. Um, 
and it was just a week ago that you know he said Jarrett Garantano is our quarterback, and yet after the game today, that answer I asked him in a follow-up question: Are you opening this thing back up? Because he was also very critical, specifically of plays that Jarrett did and did not make today, and he said every competition's open. Now that's not completely saying that Brian Maurer has a shot at this job, but that is a far cry and a complete antithesis to how. Uh, Pruitt has approached his quarterback position throughout this offseason and and through the first three games. The other interesting comment to me uh, was Daniel Batuli basically saying, we practiced against all this stuff in terms of trying to defend Kyle Trask, the RPOs, the zone stuff. Which goes back to the first game when when Daryl Taylor kind of came out and said we didn't watch enough film. Yeah, it's just... Not quite the time, but kind of similar. How many times can you say lack of execution? I mean, there's just... there's, there's a virus within this program, within this team, that clearly, uh, you know, it's not just that they don't know how to win. They don't know, they don't know how to just avoid um, even lo- losing by just embarrassing fashion at times. I mean, it's, th- this, you and I both agreed, this loss was worse than, than year one, six turnover loss to Florida. Yeah, because, I mean, like, while it is in, in Gainesville, not Knoxville, I mean, a year ago, you're trying to find your footing as a, a program, all this kind of angst of the Butch guys versus the Pruitt guys. And, and, and this year, I mean, the roster's, you know, more than 50% Jeremy's. And so, um, you know, this this one's where you're, you're facing a backup quarterback and, and a, a guy who's not started a game since he was a freshman in high school. And, he almost, threw, that, and he almost threw for 300 yards, and if Copeland doesn't drop a touchdown, he throws for 350. You know, I mean, it's... But here, I'll circle back to... I mean, like, everyone wants to know about Garantano, Maurer, what's going to happen moving forward. I did think, to, to go in a very roundabout way, um, to answer your, your initial question, what did I think about him putting him back in the game? I mean, I think we both agree that if Tennessee's going to win this season, they need number two to be behind center. And it's not a shot at Maurer. It's not a shot at J.T. Shrout. I just don't think either one of them are ready. You saw it. Maurer did give the offense some juice. I think that's you know undeniable. He did give them some life. But he's also very limited and in, in what he can do and the reads he can make. He made two nice RPO throws, and then, as Pruitt said, he nearly threw They got multiple a field picks. goal out of this. He nearly threw multiple picks and then did throw an interception. So um, the upside is just not there. So I think he kind of – I think he went back to number two. I think he went back to Jarrett to say, hey, uh, you can't well, – I'm not going to quit on you, but you can't quit on us either. Yeah, and it was kind of. A, I thought it was interesting. Callaway after the game said, "You know, you know, he came over there and it, and, it, and it made JG wake up and realize, you know, you know, this can easily be taken away from you, you know." And so when he got the opportunity, he came in. He did make a couple of nice throws when he came back in the game. Not that the offense did a whole lot all, on the whole day, and I, and I guess he didn't put any points on the board or when he was out there. But you know, I thought the you know the play where you know the Florida fans went bananas on the Kron, you know, could could have been a hold. He steps up and throws that, you know, strike to, to Marquez, and then Marquez makes a couple of them miss, and then the end of the quarter happens, and, you know, it, it, it's a, back to, you know, a struggle bus. And, you, I mean, you, you saw the game plan early from Chaney. I mean, he was looking for different ways to get the playmakers the ball, specifically Jawan Jennings. That was a matchup that we had, you know, talked about, written about. Uh, that that was going to be in Tennessee's favor, that if you found Jawan, whether it was in the slot um, or, or even flexing him out and some of the swing pass stuff, that you know he was going to make some plays there. And yet uh, an inability at times to get Tennessee's playmakers the ball, not just Jawan, but all of these guys. Pruitt said it explicitly. I like, I like the guys that we have on offense, 
but the quarterback's got to touch it every time, and it's up to the quarterback to get these guys the ball. I mean, that was, again, one of the more blunt statements that we've heard from Jeremy uh, really in the last you know year plus that he, he's you know been, been talking post-football games. Well, again, you know, you, you tell me a, 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 a football team, you know, on the whole that you know isn't dictated by the trigger man, then that means they've either got one, a phenomenal offensive line, two, an, an adequate quarterback, and a, and, a, and a great defense. I mean, most, most of the time, if you're not really good at, at you know what was your quarterback position, you're going to struggle. And right now, as, as Pruitt pointed out in the post game, and I thought it was more of a, all right, finally the gloves are going to come off. Or I'm just going to tell you how I really feel. And he, he kind of was nice about JG at first, and then pointed out that they've got nothing from that position through four games. Yeah. I don't count Chad Newton. Yeah, and he said three of the four, but yeah, I mean, FCS team. Uh, another thing that killed Tennessee today, I, I agree with Jeremy after the game. He thought the Karon Calvert, you know, personal foul was a, was a questionable call. But that was hardly the only lack of discipline that Tennessee showed on Saturday. They got penalized seven times, 75 yards. Several of them were either drive killers or kept uh, Florida drive alive. Um, way too many penalties offensively. And, and, and this offense is bad enough, Austin, that they can't afford to do that. They, 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 they can't afford to have a negative two-yard run, much less a 10-yard holding penalty, a personal foul. Um, the delay of game coming out of the second half or second quarter, that was another time where he just said, I mean, Jarrett, what, what, what are we doing here? Um, so now they have the bye week AP. Spending this forward, are there, are there really any positives? What, what, what can be taken away from this? Kennedy and these guys kind of regurgitated the same, you know, control the controllables and, you know, we'll, 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 we're going to get together and the execution and all this kind of stuff. But, I mean, like, what, what, what can Tennessee get? I thought Daniel Batuli was one of the few guys today who played well and clearly after the game uh, this loss kind of was eating at him. I mean, he kind of, you know, he, he had a different demeanor than I thought than the other four players that came into that room. Well, I mean, you know, it's his last go-around, so why would it not eat at him? I mean, like, you know, I, I, I think Trey Smith was very tempered in his, in his talk with the media afterwards. Um, first time we've really kind of got to talk to him. Um, yeah, interesting decision to bring, bring out Trey. Uh, I almost wonder if he loss. asked to do that. Because, I mean, like, you know, I mean, he's, you know he's kind of a, a blunt, honest guy. And, you know, <laughs> it just it's, with all that he's kind of risking by being out there playing, you, you have to wonder, you know, and nobody really wants to ask that question. Hey, do you, do you ever, you know, sit back and go, why am I doing this? You know, I mean, because, I mean, like, you know, the guy's putting, you know, he really is kind of putting his life on the line with, you know, the chances of a blood clot coming back that could, you know, do major harm for him. Um, you know, and, and here they're out there, you know, making mistake after mistake. And But he, he kind of, you know, blame, took a lot of the blame on himself. And, you know, realistically, I mean, is he perfect? No. But I mean, is, is he, should he shoulder that much blame? No. Well, I thought it was interesting. I mean, we, well, I mean, we can, I guess, lastly here, look again, look forward to w what they can get out of the bye week. But, you know, he brought up kind of, you know, he, him needing to be more physical in the run game and, and kind of some of the run run issues. Tennessee really didn't try to run the football nope. at all. I mean, it, it, Cheney, for, for whatever reason. They really reason, abandoned it when Maurer came in, which, which to me is bizarre. Uh, that, that, that play calling makes no <laughs> sense. I think he played 19 plays and Tennessee threw the ball or dropped back to throw the ball 14 times. I mean, that. For, a, for, a, for a true freshman quarterback. For a kid who, we again, has some interesting talent but is, is limited in what he can do right now. Um, I mean, last last thoughts here as we, as we kind of wrap up this instant reacts. What's. what's 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 the goal of this team this next week? I mean, they, they're going to face the top five team coming into Neyland in two weeks. Things certainly aren't going to improve 
uh, on the aggregate in terms of wins and losses in the next two weeks. But you know, what 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 does this team need to do? What do they need to find? What is it? Is it find out who's going to be their quarterback? I, I mean, I think their quarterback is Jared Garantano, and nobody wants to hear that. But I mean, like. If you're wanting to win any games on the stretch, I just don't think Brian Mauer can get it done. I just don't, I think not you know, on a play-to-play basis. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I just think that it would. I don't think I think Tennessee would really struggle. I mean, everybody clamored for Will McBride, and then Will McBride got his shot, and he was terrible. I mean, he was. And, and I, I just and I'm not saying I think Mauer's a better quarterback than Will McBride. But I think at this stage in his career, you're looking at the same type of you know results. You know, I mean, he's going to make a few catchy plays. He can make a few things that you know JG probably can't do. Um, I do wonder. I, I I do wonder if they go. I do wonder if they build a weekly package from Hour though. I, don't I do. Disagree with I do. That. I, I do think wonder, there might have been one today anyway. Yeah, I do wonder if if because you kind of know what you have in Jarrett. You've seen it again. His his career record against uh, Power Five schools is not good. So maybe you do if you consider this a developmental season for so many of these other freshmen, the Toa Toas, the Warren Burrells, the the Wandy Morris, Darnell Wrights, those guys. Perhaps you do, you know, kind of give uh, Mauer kind of an extended script uh, in the game plan moving forward. Well, I think that's going to be a wrap for us uh, here on this little instant reaction mini pod. Um, we're going to do these post game, uh, every game moving forward the rest of the season, guys. So check us out. Obviously, you can subscribe a bunch of different places: iTunes, SoundCloud, we're on YouTube, anywhere you get I think spot, anywhere you get, uh, you know, um, your podcast. So check us out. We'll have full coverage post game uh, from down in Gainesville, looking at the QB situation, looking at the defense, and obviously we'll have all of our Sunday coverage um, coming tomorrow. So for Austin Price, I'm Jesse Simonton, FalkWest.com.